Three, two, one. Welcome to Long Run Radio. Let's run. Hey, runners. Welcome to New York Roadrunners Coaching Lab Long Run Radio. I'm Coach Gordon. And I'm Coach Josh. So if you guys haven't started your run, you can go ahead and do that and start your watch. And we're going to be here with you for the next 60 minutes. Uh, the coaches at Long Run Radio are your TCS New York City Marathon Long Run Companions. Every week, we're going to discuss topics specific to your long run. We're here with training education, motivation, storytelling, our own stories, and stories of runners that we've coached. Some of our favorite memories from the TCS New York City Marathon. And remember, every 15 minutes, we're going to check in with you physically and mentally to keep you on track on your long run. And today we are going to focus on everything but running. That's right. We're going to what? we're not going to talk about running at all. No, that's not true. We're going to talk about running, but we're going to talk about supplemental work, all of that other stuff that helps round out your running and have you running at your best and and hitting your potential. So Let's get started with your run. Hopefully you have started your long run and let's start with our first check-in. You're out here putting in the work and that is gonna pay off on race day. So practice today, reframing something in your mind, something that maybe isn't going quite right. Maybe you're running right into the wind reframe that. It's a chance to practice slicing effortlessly through the wind exactly like you're going to do on race day. Maybe it's raining today. You're out here proving to yourself that you can run in any conditions. Maybe your legs feel heavy. Focus on your breathing and with every exhalation, let some of that weight release. Lighten things up. All right, so reframe things. You can do it. You have the power to do it keep it up. I love that. Coach Josh, that is so awesome. Reframing. Excellent. Yes. Really cool. All right. Everything but running. What, what, what? So what is supplemental work? What forms can it take? We're going to talk a little bit about cardio forms, strength work, mobility work. This is such a great topic. Break it down for us. All right, let's do it. Well, you know, we were born to run, right? Mm-hmm. But not only to run. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about running, I mean, we all love running. That's that's what we're out here doing. Um, running is high impact. Mm-hmm. You, you pound. You hit the ground with each stride. You take thousands of strides per mile. You know, eventually we're going to be running 26 miles. Um, it also doesn't do much for the upper body or on its own for the core muscles, the abdominal muscles that really support everything that you do while, while you're out there running. Mm-hmm. So that's where supplemental work comes in. It can help make up for those deficiencies while also adding variety to your routine, which keeps things interesting, right? Absolutely. And fun. Uh, so I want to tell a story. I'm going to talk. I love going back into the archives here um, yes. and tell a story about how early in my career, 
I cross-trained, the only time I cross-trained, the only time I did any, and that's just a fancy way of saying supplemental work, something that's mm. not running. The only time I did any of that was when I was injured. Um, huh. So obviously I hated it. You know, I dreaded it. I, I associated it, associated it with mm. injured. Of course. Oh my goodness. Wow. And I bet a lot of people can relate to that. I, well, I think so. You know, I mean, it, you know, let's let's just think a little bit about why why we love running so much. Running is simple. Running feels great. Running, right. you just go out your door. You, you just go out just, your door and yep. do it right. Yep. And, you know all the reasons that we were drawn to it in the first place. You don't need fancy equipment. You mm-hmm. can do it by yourself if you want. You can do it with other people for sure, which is cool. Um, swimming. I used to do a lot of swimming and love swimming. We can talk a little more about swimming later, but even if you do it with other people, you kind of can't talk to them. So it's not mm, that's true. Social sport. So, you know, unlike running where you can just go out and run with your friends and yap, 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 yap the entire way, you know, the filters come off, you, you end up, you know, becoming best friends with the people that you run with, et cetera, oh, yeah. et cetera. So there's a lot of reasons why we love running. Um, but, you know, as I was saying, when I early on in my career, I really did it only when I was injured. So it had that. You did the the cross training. The cross training, yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah, cross training and, and supplemental work and dating uh-huh. in general. In general, so it had that negative association, and you know, it was something that I just like got through as quickly as I possibly could to get back to the running again. So wow, that yes. wasn't good. That makes and, so much sense. Well, and paradoxically, I got injured a lot because huh. I wasn't. I wasn't doing the supplemental work. You know, I didn't have a strong core. So, you know, my, um, really my entire lower body was, was just uh, bearing so much more of the brunt of the impact. Mm. Um, Whereas if I'd had a a stronger core, you know, I I don't think I would have developed. I got a lot of injuries like hips, ankles, Mm. knees, kind of, kind of every, everything. So So it was this vicious cycle you're describing. It's like you didn't want to do it and you didn't really do it unless you really had to do it. And then you did it as little as possible. And then you had to do it more because it kept getting injured. injured. Exactly. Exactly. That that describes it to a T. It was really a vicious cycle. Um, And I finally, after an embarrassingly large number of years, many, many years, I I wised up. I said, you know, you, you, you can't hate this as much as much as you can, as much as you think you do, rather. Hmm. Um, just incorporate a little bit of, of cross-training, of supplemental work in, and, and see what happens. Oh, and I also had this idea that I had to, like, you know, have special equipment. I had to have a gym membership. I had uh... to, you know go to the pool. And when I was at the pool, I couldn't just swim. I needed like, you know, special flotation devices and all this stuff. It was complicated. Water running, aqua aqua jogging, aqua jogging, which I, I do love. I really, really do love that. Um, and I probably should go back to it a little bit, but, um, uh, what I, what I started doing was just some like real simple body weight exercises, Mm, Um, body weight. Yeah. You know, what is that? What is like, what, Sit-ups, uh, crunches okay. rather, really. Um, squats, mm, lunges, yes. uh, planks. Does this sound familiar to you, Coach John? So, so things. So when you say when you say body weight, just so mm-hmm. we're all on the same page, you mean um, kind of 
strength work, things you might do in a gym, but with no added weights, just yeah. your own body Equipment is, free, is the resistance. Really. Yeah. Really okay. not, not, um, not even like little handheld weights, which I do think uh-huh. are great, but they're not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. That's good to know. That's definitely good for people to, to know. Planks are amazing. Push-ups are amazing. And you can do bent knee push-ups. They don't even have to be the, you know, the full, um, ankle push-ups. Yeah. Uh, they, the bent knee work great. Um, I really found that doing the exercises properly, you don't have to do a lot of them. You know, I, I used to do like bazillions of, um, mm. Uh, push-ups, but I did them with terrible form. So, you know, uh, I needed to do a bazillion to get any kind of a benefit whatsoever. Um, but if I, right. Oh, the form. I'm so yeah. glad you mentioned that. I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Oh yeah. Um, super important. Um, and, uh, as far as sort of like the tedium, not, not really enjoying it very much. Once I discovered like listening to music and listening to, to podcasts, really, I, uh-huh. there's no reason not not to do that sort of thing. I, mm-hmm. I just, so I just kind of do them every morning. I put in a podcast, um, you know, listen to it for 10 or 15 minutes while I do a really simple, um, no frills at all series of, uh, uh, crunches, planks. I can't even remember what order I do them in. I mix it up. Crunches, okay. Planks, um, side Squat. planks. Yeah. So, sorry. Uh, side what? Side planks. You know. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, when you do a plank, you're you're just sort of like planked out. You know, on in in that that up push up position. You know, the up up part of, of when you're doing yes. The and you just kind of hold that, um, or you can go on your elbows. You know, rather than than being in a straight plank position, and just hold that for even like thirty seconds. Uh, people mm-hmm. work up to all kinds of crazy amounts, but. I find just um, moving from one exercise to the next really quickly. Uh, sorry, really mm-hmm. you know, sort of just transitioning from one to the other so you don't get stuck in one um, really helps. So, uh, and then, yeah, as you mentioned, the squats and lunges. And then yep. I'm good to go. A little bit of foam rolling, which we've talked about in other episodes. Um, and I'm out the door. And yeah, So you do this. You do this every day before your run. Yeah, before my run. I kind of it's it kind of wakes me up. Uh-huh. My coffee, have a little bit of coffee and then do these and then uh, you know, within 10 minutes or so I'm I'm ready to go. Um, that's so that's so doable. 10 15 minutes and and right? Yeah. I mean and you and you do the same ones every day. You don't you don't mix it up really. No, and, I I might vary the order a little bit, but I do. Uh-huh. I don't introduce any, I haven't introduced anything new in a long time. And do you notice it? Um, like if you don't do it before a run, do you notice it or you just kind of, it's just such a, no, no. I mean, I guess if I, you know, for whatever reason, like couldn't do it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm making this up. Like if I was on a camping trip and, you know, there was just no level ground or something like that. Uh, Yeah. But that hasn't happened in a long time, Josh. And and do you do you do on like a a, a day off? Do you, you take do you take day, days off? Does Coach Gordon take days off? Does That's Coach Gordon take days off occasionally? Yes. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a streaker. I don't have a you know. Okay. I must run every every day. Right. Not, not too many. Not too many uh, 
scheduled days off. I had okay. Do you do on, on those rare days off? Do you do like more strength work? Do you, are you like, Oh, this is my chance no. to have like a fuller. No, I, okay. I do not. I don't do, you know, like a day where I do like, you know, a half hour of strengthening exercises. Mm-hmm. I just find like this 10 minutes a day kind of, kind of works for me it's just part of my routine um, and I it's when that. i drink my coffee which is you know pretty important it's essential <laughs> it's essential that's such a that it seems so achievable i love that that you've made it such a habit and i, I think it. it's, 10 minutes it's very it's doable. Not fancy it's not elaborate um and you know i just when i don't feel like doing it which is rare I just kind of keep my eyes on the prize and the prize here uh-huh. is not getting injured, you know, is like staying healthy and mm. you know, knowing that I'm doing what I can to keep my upper body strong, to keep my core and um, back muscles strong. Um, it, you know, cause like, like I said, and, and I'm sure you'd agree, you know, running is awesome, but it really doesn't work the upper body and it, it doesn't right. work the core um, and those, those stabilizer muscles. Mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for here. Um, you know, I'm not trying to bulk up. I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to get faster really for me personally at this point. Uh-huh. I kind of like to hold my own. Um, you know, I'm an, I'm an older runner, so I'm not looking to set PRs, you know, saying like, Oh, well, you know, okay. Last season I did, you know, half an hour, three times a week, you know, maybe this season I'll do 40 minutes, three times a week and see if I can get faster. That's just, that's personally just not where I'm at right now. Yeah. In terms of advising other runners, I would say this kind of a routine works great for someone who's a little bit pressed for time, uh, who is sort of intimidated by doing like, you know, a adding a, a, an activity to their routine in a, in a big way, you know, making a big commitment to an activity, one activity or another. Um, or yeah, or for someone who is worried that they might get injured from another activity. I don't think you're going to get injured from this sort of a routine. Um, you feel something coming on, you know, certainly Mm -hmm. that you could cut back, but you know, doing 10 minutes of these kind of body weight exercises, I don't think is going to injure someone. Right. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good point. And I think like you said before, first learning the form is really mm-hmm. important. So like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you can, you can find videos and things for proper push up form oh, and plank yeah. form. I would and then once you know it, you know it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Video but I think or have someone watch you, you know, yes. If you are a member of a gym and, you know, can get a little session with a personal trainer and have them look at you, but yeah, videos are good. You know, YouTube videos um, yep. where you can see, okay, this is exactly what I'm, what I'm supposed to be doing. And your, your other point that I love is you don't have to really enjoy it. It's <laughs> like, as long as you remember the purpose, yeah. right? Like, the oh, purpose. this is like, I mean, I don't know if this is a good comparison, but this is like medicine for me or like, yeah, you know, I was vitamins where it's helping prevent injury and right. it's keeping me strong and stable. And it's like, you don't have to love it. You don't but have to love it. Know that, remember the purpose and you can make it a habit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's my two cents. Uh, before we That's go great. on, I just want to, uh, we're already at the 15 minute mark. So I want to do a quick check-in, uh, before we, before we proceed, but that was just a little, little taste. We'll get back right back to this topic. 
Uh, but I just uh, want to tell you guys, you are looking awesome. 15 minutes in and you are just cruising, smooth, effortless. Um, I want to just tell you guys at this point, think about how much you're enjoying this run. Maybe it's not going perfectly, but try coming up with three things about it that you're enjoying. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to make any suggestions because I don't know what kind of an experience any of you guys are having, but three things. Okay? You guys, you have got this. So keep going. That's great. Keep it positive. Keep, think think <laughs> about that enjoyment. I love it. Let's remember why we're out here, hopefully, to enjoy ourselves. All right. So um, you gave us such a great um perspective or little window on your supplemental work. And so I want to um, give a couple other examples of situations that I think most, if not everyone, maybe uh, listening to this can relate to. I certainly think almost all the runners that I've worked with um, can relate to some version of of these examples. And um, the first example of someone um, when it comes to um, fitting in supplemental work is someone who has a, a pre-existing routine, something, uh, some kind of physical activity, movement um, that they love and have been doing maybe for a long time, or it's just, it's just a part of their routine. Right, right. Like they came to running from something else and already had this established routine. Exactly. Maybe a yoga class, um, maybe something like um, kickboxing, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I think about kickboxing and I and I think like, wow, that's like that's it's very different than than running, Um, you know, not to say that there's some crossover in fitness and and, you know, different different sort of attributes that that might help one do both of those activities. But it's it's pretty different. It's pretty Um, intensity. Kickboxing. What's that? Intensity yeah, is different. It's the intensity of kickboxing is is pretty high. I would. Yes. Think. I have I have not done it. I will confess, never have done it. I, I've done a couple classes, which absolutely very very. It's tough. It's a mm-hmm. it's a really that's a tough workout and uses a lot of muscles that I don't use in running. Right. So there's an example where, um, and there are of course so many different examples of of just like routines that that someone comes to running with and comes to marathon training with and i think a very f- common question is like can i keep doing this mm-hmm. as part of my marathon training um and you know of course individual experiences are going to vary so much and so for like really specific questions do reach out to um run coach coach um or, or if you are, you know, working with some kind of trainer or, or someone teaching a class, you can ask them as well. But, you know, in general, I like to advise people, I like to try to figure out a way to keep that um, routine as part of their running. Yeah. Um, yeah. Part of their, tra- sorry, part of their training overall. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to give it up because presumably the reason you've been doing it is because you enjoy it. And you That's know. right. We don't want to be the mean coaches who unnecessarily say, "Oh no, all you all you got all you can do here is run." You know, if you're going to train for a marathon, all you can do is run. Nothing could be farther from the further from the truth. So yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, 
Um, you know, part of the question is how can I incorporate this mm-hmm. in? Um, so, you know, again, my, my, and I think it sounds like you're, you're on the same page is, is yeah, let's try to, let's try to figure out how to keep this as part of your routine and mm-hmm. also do your marathon training. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's say that your class falls on a day that is scheduled for speed work, right. And speed yeah. work, yeah. as we know, is very important. So, you know, I probably would say, let's try to do both. Let's try mm-hmm. to figure out how to do both. So we're not going to do it on the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, um, again, there's so many individual circumstances, you know, so if it was like a really gentle yoga class, okay, maybe we can, you know, put one in the morning and one in the evening. Um, but I think ideally you're, you're doing these on different days, mm-hmm. um, especially something intense like kickboxing. Right. Right. Yeah. That would be tough for me to do kickboxing and speed work on the same day. Not saying and, it can't be done, but right. I, I think that mentally and, and physically would, would be a big challenge and logistically, yeah. you know, that's a lot of yes. hours. <laughs> yes. That's a lot of time to dedicate. Uh-huh. And, and I think, yeah, the mental component is, is, is so important, but also it's not just about whether you have the energy to do, let's say the speed work, because like you said, keep your eyes on the prize. We want to be fresh for a run. That's, that's something like a, like a speed work session. Yeah. That's high intensity where we want as much physical and mental freshness as possible. So like, yeah, yeah maybe you could like, you know, really rest up as best as you could, um, you know, in the middle of the day, but, but most likely you're gonna, you're gonna have a pretty significant fatigue on you. And, um, partly when it comes to like running fast, um, is we want to be fresh so that our body learns how to like run fast with as much coordination and like as much resources as possible. And so Mm -hmm. if we're in a deplete, if we're depleted, when we start something like speed work or, or a long run or a tempo workout, we're, we're not necessarily helping ourselves. We might think like, Oh, well it just is going to work out because like doing, doing more is better. And we've already, we've covered that subject, right? Like more is not Not better. Not always. Um, so so try to separate them mm-hmm. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not do them on the same day. And, you know, paradoxically, the, the pandemic has has a little bit helped in this respect because I think there's just a much greater awareness of online resources. Um, you know, in the before times, people would feel like, oh, a kickboxing class, you know, I can't possibly do that on my own. And again, I'm mm-hmm. kind of going a little bit out of my lane here because I've never done a kickboxing class. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say there are Zoom classes that, you know, involve kickboxing. Now, maybe they're not, it's not ideal to do that on your own, but it can be done. Um, yeah. For yoga, for sure. Um, and a lot of other sort of, you know, like HIT classes, H-I-I-T, high intensity interval training. I know there are there are Zoom uh, classes or YouTube classes that uh, that involve that kind of thing. So, you know, if, yes. if the in-person classes both happen to be on Tuesday, maybe you can get around that by doing the, 
the high intensity uh, or the the kickboxing class um, in a, in like a Zoom setting. So it's not on the same day as your your group speed workout or or the other way around. You know, if that's there's right. a kickboxing class that's in person, you love the instructor. You know, you really thrive on that group dynamic and it's safe. You know where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can do your speed workout on your own. Um, so you're not, you know, having, having those, both of those scheduled on the exact same day. That's, that's great advice. That's really great. Yeah. So the other sort of scenario, um, <laughs> which I think is very common and maybe, uh, some folks after listening to this episode might be in this position, which is, um, a runner who just wants to run and has just been running but thinks, you know, they're hearing like, you really should do supplemental work Mm -hmm. from people like us. And, and so they, they come to, to a coach, um, and they say, I'm supposed to do this. How can I do it? I don't want to, I don't want to run less. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So this hasn't been on the injury bus, but they, they just keep hearing, yeah, it's good to do supplemental work. Yep. Okay. Exactly. What would you tell this person, Coach Josh? Well, so um, you know, I think there's there's a few different ways to approach this, mm-hmm. um, and I think um, one thing I might start with is is something similar to what to what you do. Um, mm-hmm. So adding um, a strength routine and and keep it simple, um, and I would maybe suggest adding it at the end of a, an easy, easy run. Oh, so that's a good idea. They're, they're not too fatigued. Mm-hmm. Um, they're warmed up from the run. Yeah. Um, and, and you, you can just kind of wrap it into your, into your run. So it's not like a whole separate session to do. Yeah. 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 After um, is great. I, I didn't mean to imply before that, that before was the only time to do it. That just has kind of works for me, but I think after is awesome. You know, you're nice and, and warm it's, and loose and yeah. relaxed and you know, the run is out of the way. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. And, and play around with it, you know, try mm-hmm. do, do try it before a run as well and, and find there's, I don't think there's a clear reason to do one, or the other yeah. before or after what I would suggest is to potentially avoid doing too much speed, um, strength work after a, um, a very hard workout. Yeah, um, again, because your body, like your body learns what it does. And so if you're doing your squats, mm-hmm. um, which is a very important movement for, for running, and you're really fatigued and you're not able to have very good form and posture, um, your body is going to learn that that's what a squat is. Mm -hmm. And you might not be engaging the right muscles um, that are going to help you for running. So, so it's, you get to the situation where like, are, are you really doing much good? Um, So I think, I think being mindful of when you're doing it, how rested you are, and how it impacts your running can give you a sense of whether you're doing the right amount um, for That's you. Good advice. Yeah. And I'm not completely anti-equipment. I mean, are there are there things that you as a coach would suggest or that you've used, you know, that can help with these 
even even like a mini strength routine i don't know i'm thinking like resistance bands or something like that what what's your experience or what what do you advise your your runners yeah i think um that's a great question i think um nailing the the form with body weight is a really good way to start Mm -hmm. so all variations of squats, and that actually includes lunges. Lunges are a yeah. form of a squat. It's a split squat. Yeah. Um, you know, you've also got side lunges. Mm-hmm. Um, and then deadlifts, which is like a whole category, and, and those can be two-leg, that can be single-leg. Um, sort of really getting very, very comfortable with, with those movements um, with body weight. And then you can start adding some more weight. Um, and you can, maybe you happen to have some weight at home, you know, like a, a, a barbell, um, or sorry, a, a dumbbell or a, or a kettlebell, yeah. all the bells, yeah. all the bells, um, <laughs> all the bells and whistles. Uh-huh. Um, or, or, you know, you can use like fill up a, like a, if you have like a big water bottle or something, fill that up or even yeah. pack a backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can hold on to that. Um, so you can add weight, but, um, you know, other equipment, you can use, um, resistance bands and those, you can find those online. You can find them at, you know, a lot of like active stores, maybe like gym, you know, gym yeah, equipment they're, stores. They're very widely available and they're great. You can put them around your ankles or do mm-hmm. your upper body with those. They're, you can get all different like thicknesses and, you know, uh, stretch abilities, you know, and, um, yeah, my, my son has those and he's just constantly like walking around the house, you know, doing, like, <laughs> all kinds it. of, yeah. He'll put them on his ankles and just sort of walk, you know, around the living room, around the dining room. Yeah. Nice. Doing the monster walk all monster over. Monster walk all over. Yeah. No, those are, those are fantastic. Those are yeah. really, really good examples, Josh. Yeah. The, the person who already has something, and wants to keep it as part of their routine and the person who doesn't have something knows they should, how, how can that person work it in? Exactly. Yes. Yes. And, and I think we, we're, we're going to dive even more into other examples, um, of, of, uh, supplemental work and, and how to make it a reality for you and your running. So, (laughs) um, before we get there, let's have another check-in. We are just getting to the 30-minute mark on your run. So take a moment to appreciate your run so far. You've All the things you did to get here, you fueled, you hydrated, you got ready, you got out the door, you focused on what you had to do today. You maybe forgot all the other stuff that was on your mind. You're totally in the zone and you have 30 minutes of running behind you. So way to go. Uh, Something to keep in mind, every long run is a chance to rehearse the marathon mindset. I think this is so important to think about and and really be explicit about the kind of mindset that you want to have on marathon day. Because if you don't practice it ahead of time, it can be hard to get into it on race day. So one of those things that I like to have runners practice is expecting rough patches because I think they happen in every marathon. If it doesn't happen in your marathon, that's great, but expect that it will. And so, and expect that it may happen on your long run. So practice getting out of these rough patches as quickly as possible. And on race day, 
you'll be able to do it without any effort. So give those a try and let's get back to the training. All right, more about supplemental work. So I'm going to give a little bit of a brief history lesson here. Uh, Ooh, yeah, my favorite. That's, that's my I love favorite. history. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, it was like current events, and now it's, <laughs> it's history. Um, really, this is a bit of an oversimplification, but it's it's true. Um, we were talking earlier about you know just how much runners love to run. We were born to run. Yada yada yada. Um, and back in the day, you know, I'm talking like sort of really the early days of the the running boom, like mm-hmm. 80s, even into the 90s, really runners just kind of ran uh, mega miles, you know, mm. getting in as many miles as you could every week. That was that was all the rage. Um, and certainly that was, you know, what those who were aspiring had sort of like world-class aspirations. Um, you know, people ran a hundred miles a week, 120 miles a week, and it kind of trickled down to even those people who, um, didn't have, you know, sort of world-class aspirations, you know, who weren't trying to like make an Olympic team or, um, you know, even, even like qualify for Boston or something. It was just like mega, mega miles and predictably runners broke down. (laughs) Mm. You know, it's like we were talking about earlier. We're not meant to do quite that much running, uh, particularly in the modern world where, you know, we're not running on these nice little forest paths the way mm-hmm. our ancestors did. We're running on concrete or, mm-hmm. um, you know, roadways or, you know, even even tracks, which are a little more for, for forgiving, are not uh-huh. like your pine needle, pine needle carpeted uh, forest path. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, even with, and the shoes weren't as good back then as well. Right. So, um, very predictably, there was a, a very high injury rate. And, you know, unfortunately, people even drifted away from the sport. You know, they just said, oh, I guess running's just not for me. I'm just not mm-hmm. a runner. Um, mm, reality, because I can't do 100 yeah, plus miles a week. 100 plus miles a week without any supplemental work in, you know, 1980s shoes on, mm. on uh, you know, roadways and, and concrete sidewalks. As someone with who, who was in that world class category, did you also did you have that um, as many miles as possible mindset? Yeah, unfortunately, and this was this was even before Strava, you know. So in like people were always like sort of estimating their mileage and saying, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it was maybe it wasn't quite a hundred miles a week, but close enough you know sure round up, <laughs> yeah, and or conversely. I know a lot of people who were like, oh, I'm not sure if it was, you know, seven and a half miles or eight miles, um, but I'm not going to put down eight miles, even though it maybe was eight miles. So they would like underestimate their mileage. Oh, I'm running 80 miles a week. But in reality, if they had been like recording it on Strava, they probably would have been running 90 or even 100 miles a week. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So people were, a lot of people were overtrained and mm-hmm. like said, and unfortunately people ended up just getting injured and, and drifting away from the sport. So, um, you know, again, this is an oversimplification. Plenty of people were sensible, um, despite, you know, the, the prevailing, uh, you know, wisdom in air quotes. Um, yeah. and some of them did, did fall away from the sport and then came back later, wiser, stronger, um, and, you know, having, having, uh, 
learned, you know, the hard way, unfortunately, that uh, you can't just run. Um, mm. but never having fallen out of love with running and, you know, coming back into it later in life with a more balanced, um, balanced routine that includes supplemental training. Another thing that happened is a lot of people discovered triathlon, which is uh. bike run. Um, and uh, they discovered that they could, they could do a high volume of training as long as they weren't pounding themselves with running, you know, just exclusively that. So that, mm-hmm. was, that was a nice development for a lot of people. Uh, did you did you do that as well? Did you do I've triathlon? I've done a triathlon. I uh-huh. I do swim, uh, not as regularly as I would like, uh, and I I I like I do city bike. I I cannot mm-hmm. say that I'm like a, a um, cyclist from a fitness perspective. I use I use a city bike to get around New York City, uh, but I'm sure it you know, it contributes to fitness because, you know, that's right. I get, I get, I huff and puff when I'm going up the hills. Yes, for sure. Those heavy bikes. It's functional and it's for fitness. It's exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, the development and the emphasis that we have today on supplemental training, um, is because so many people just learned the hard way and really thought, you know, mistakenly, oh, you know, I'm just not a runner. I'm not meant to mm. run. You know, my body's not right for running. Um, and nothing could be further from the truth because, you know, everybody can run. We just need mm-hmm. to, um, to complement or to supplement our running with, with our other activities that, that keep us healthy, um, that keep us invigorated. Um, and it's, it's also, you know, we, we haven't talked about this too much. You alluded to it a little bit. It's, it's a lot more fun. You know, variety is the, the spice of life, as they say. And, yes. uh, you know, it really can invigorate your, your fitness program overall if you're incorporating other things. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I think this has been a big trend overall, you know, you read a lot of articles online and you don't even have to go, you know, deep into the research, although the research is there and supports it as well, that, that mm-hmm. supplemental training does work, but there's just so many examples that you can come across just, you know, in the popular press of, of people who, um, who have really extended their running careers or, you know, been able to return to running or um, take up running in the first place because they have just incorporated supplemental training like right from the get-go. So yeah. it's, it's, an, it's, and it's an exciting trend. I think it's, it's more than a fad. You know, it's, it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, wish that prevailing wisdom had been more um, supportive of supplemental training back in the day. There really was that idea, as you sort of said before, you know, and, and it's understandable, like, I don't want to run less, you know, like, okay, if I'm yeah. doing supplemental training, I just have to, you know, add more on. And that, that becomes super challenging if you're, you know, unless you're yes. a professional runner, if you're running, uh, you know, 80, 90, a hundred miles a week and then try to add things onto that, that just kind of, uh, you know, gets in the way of sleep and your job and, you know, your responsibilities to your family and all kinds of kinds of things. So people do realize yes. that they can, improve and you know certainly reduce their injury rate or their injury risk um, by just running a little bit less and uh, doing a little bit of, of supplemental work that I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I I feel like I didn't fully finish the thought in the, in, in the last segment so I'm glad you you mentioned that because you alluded to overtraining and and I know we've 
mentioned this in previous episodes, but maybe we haven't totally been clear that like overtraining is not something to strive for. It's like, a, you know, <laughs> the term is misleading. You know, it's not like being overprepared for your uh, for your meeting. It's not a good thing. It's like it's a syndrome. It's like a, I don't know what you call it, but it's a series. It's like a, a collection of, of symptoms that then eventually ends in injury. It does end in injury, yeah, and it can have other other effects as well. You know, you can yes. just, you become kind of grumpy, and you know, sometimes mm. it interferes with your sleep and interferes yep. with your appetite. Um, no, not not necessarily a good thing as well. Uh, so so yeah, exactly. So that that person who who comes and says like, I want to, I'm supposed to do this supplemental training, but I don't want to run less. Mm-hmm. So I think the first step might be okay. Let's keep the running the same. Let's add a little bit, you know, to the end of your run or the beginning of your run. But then I, I, at some point, you know, especially working with someone over time, and this has definitely happened with runners I've worked with. Um, I, I say, um, you know, you've reached this point and maybe, you know, you've reached almost like a little plateau or something and you're doing a little bit of strength work, but I think you could get to the next level of your, journey, your progress, your potential by, by really dedicating more to strength work and actually having that be a whole separate session and taking out one of your runs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and that, that can really, yeah, that can really help people get to the next level. I, I have experienced that myself back in the day and absolutely have experienced that with, with runners that I've coached that, that, you know, especially those that go from no strength work at all to even just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, it can make a, a dramatic difference. And even if they're doing it, I would say twice a week is probably the minimum if you want to kind of, you know, see results from it, see benefits. Yeah. But um, if, you know, if someone doesn't have the time and just wants to experiment and try doing once a week, go for it. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. don't do that. Um, but yeah, I think you can, you can definitely see, um, benefits in terms of, uh, it, performance, you know, performance improvements. Yeah. And another thing to think about, um, is you can cycle the frequency over time, mm-hmm. you know, think about like, you know, the off season, Yeah. let's say after your marathon, after you've recovered, um, you're getting back to running. That's a, that's a great time to be doing two or three strength sessions a week. And that could be different types of, of activities. Um, and then maybe your, a marathon training cycle is coming around and you're gonna, yeah, you're going to stick with three, but then like kind of pretty quickly go down to two. Um, but then like, I don't know, in the last four, six mm-hmm. weeks before the marathon, you're going to, you're going to keep some of it because it's part of your routine, but maybe you'll go down to like one day a week. Is that something you have absolutely played around with? Yeah, I have myself and, and definitely with athletes that I've coached. Yeah. And with this, with the strength work and also with the, um, the supplemental cardio work, you know, like, uh, like you were saying before, after a marathon, that's a great time to consider doing, you know, uh, to ramp up the strength work a little bit and, you know, just spend a little more time on that, a little more effort, um, a little more intensity. Um, that's also a great time to convert, you know, I'm making this up, you know, two of your runs per week to 
water exercise, you know, either water yeah. swimming or uh, swimming, you know, something that's still going to be getting your heart rate up and, you know, working on your cardio, but it's going to uh, take away some of the pounding and the, yes. the high mileage running. So yeah, Ooh, that's great. That's I love that. That's sort of what I've, what I've experimented with, but yeah, either, either and both. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I love that. I love that. And the pounding is, I mean, it's, it's, it's what differentiates running from so many other sports, but it's not, it's not all bad, right? I think research is showing um, that actually it can be protective for (laughs) knees and knee health. I think, I think some of the older information was um, it will ruin your knees. And I think that's been shown to be largely um, not true. Yeah. I, it has been shown to be largely not true. Yeah, the latest research is you know, pretty much completely debunked that as a myth uh, that, that running causes arthritis, that running ruins your knee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, actually, it's actually good for your, for your knees and for your joints overall. So, right. So, so don't, you don't need to worry about like, oh, every step I take is hurting, hurting me. But, but thinking about it like, oh, I can give myself you know, it's still good to like change things up and give the body rest from this thing you've been doing a lot of. Yeah. So I, your, your idea of like swimming after, like as your recovery from the marathon is so mm-hmm. spot on. And it, and it feels great. great. You know, it really, um, you know, I mean, I'm not like, you know, a, a pool like fanatic, but I just <laughs> love that feeling of water flowing over your body, you know, whether it's yeah. swimming or, um, or, you know, water running, aqua jogging as they, as yeah. they call it. So, yeah, here we are. We're at 45 minutes. So Ooh. we're going to do another check-in. I just want to tell you guys that you are, once again, crushing this. I can't believe it goes so quickly. Uh, and we're at 45 minutes already, and I just uh, have this vision of you guys out there just, like, smooth 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 you know um what i tell myself late late in the runs is i'm just i pat myself on the back so i'm like uh virtually patting you guys on the back you've gotten this far and i just i use that word smooth just because that's that's kind of how you want to feel you do not need to ramp up the intensity at this point you want to just hold it nice and steady and just repeating, I find just repeating that word smooth or steady or strong um, really, really is very helpful at this point. And again, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to ramp it up. You just need to maintain. So you guys just continue to crush it. And uh, that is our 45 minute check-in. Those are great keywords to keep in mind. Thanks for right? that. Mm-hmm. So my experience with um, supplemental work and, and, and I guess just to briefly sort of lay out, we've, we've sort of, we've, I think sort of talked about this around this. It's just like, I think you can break down the supplemental work into two categories and they overlap to some degree, but one is like, well, you, you mentioned this supplemental cardio work, Right. right? So that's like, swimming and cycling all, all falls into that category. And then like strength work. And certainly there are strength components of things like activities like swimming and cycling, but there's some activities that are 
very, very specific to strength work and, and like your strength routine speaks to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, my sort of new thing that I've, I've added to my routine in the last, well, actually since the, since the pandemic started is working with a personal trainer. Um, wow. Oh, tell me more. It's been amazing. I've, it's all been, um, all virtual. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I mean, and, and I'm going to talk about form. Um, but, but one of my favorite, um, things about working with this trainer in particular is, um, her focus on form, um, and making sure that the form is always good. It's not like, all right, do as many of this as you can. And with the most weight, no, no, no. We, we're always, always, focus first on the form, um, and posture and alignment. Um, and I really appreciate that because that's not something I necessarily would have thought about as being as important as I think that it is. Um, if I hadn't been working with a trainer, um, with that kind of focus, um, cool that you're doing it virtually too. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I wasn't sure how it would work, but it's been great. And, I, I was that, you know, here I am talking all about strength work and how important it is. But even, you know, two years ago, I was like, oh, yeah, I could see how that would be helpful for uh-huh. someone. But, but you, I don't need it. You didn't really have a routine? I didn't have a routine. And um, I didn't think it was important. I didn't think it was or th- that important for me. Um, I, I definitely thought like, well, I want to get good at running. So let me just run more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what changed your mind? Did you have an injury or it was it just like a conversation with someone? I'm just curious what, what, uh, it was, it was sort of a constellation of things, a mm-hmm. pandemic and gyms closing. And I, I, I never went to gyms and my partner was training with this trainer mm-hmm. and, um, and it was kind of like, Hey, she was like, I'm going to do this at home now. Um, do you want to work out afterwards? I was like, yeah, let's give it a try. Um, you know, here we are stuck at home. Um, so that was kind of the, that was really the start of it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm like, I will, I'll never go back to, to not doing this. (laughs) You're Um, a convert. I love it. Yes. Yes. And, um, and, and, and it was always actually strength work was always something that was, was in the since I started, you know, really running and training for longer distances was like something I had was like in mind as something potentially important, but also it felt very mysterious to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like how are people coming up with these exercises and how do they know what is the right one to do? Um, and so I think that's partly comes from, um, I mean, it comes from finding someone that you trust and that can be a trainer in person. It could be, um, it can also be resources online. There's so many resources online. Um, but you know, I think my advice for finding someone or something online Mm -hmm. is just do, do see if they're emphasizing form, correct form. Um, because especially virtually online, that's, it's, it's, it can be a little hard to communicate. And, And I think if, if they don't pay any attention to it, um, you're not necessarily going to learn that much from it. Um, 
or as much. And, and so I, I think that's, that's my, my main advice for, for finding someone to work with. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. That's really cool. Coach Josh. I love it. So do you still yeah. have regular sessions with, with your personal trainer or do you, are you kind of on your own now? Like you kind of you know, learned what to do and do it on your own or do you still work out with a personal trainer? I, I do still work out with, with the trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and, Partly that's because I, and I consider myself someone like very motivated. Mm -hmm. Um, like I will run, um, every day or almost every day, six days a week. And, (laughs) and I love doing it. And even on those days when I don't really want to do it, I still do it. Um, and, and so that's like, I, I know that I'm capable of that, but when it comes to strength work, um, I'm not, I'm not at the same place. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope to be someday. Um, and I do hope to, you know, really feel comfortable, like, you know, creating my own strength program for myself, but I'm not there yet. So, yeah. So for now, that's really important to me is to keep working with, with the trainer so that I can do a solid, um, and we talked and we were just sort of talking about this, like a solid 60 minute session, um, on a day when I'm not doing other running Mm -hmm. or if I, if I am maybe, maybe a very easy run, you know, at a, like later in the day. Um, so that I would really struggle to do that on my own. Yeah. Yeah. That is so great. And uh, do you feel like it's helped your running? I do. I really do. I think where I've seen it is in my, um, this term I've, that, uh, see coaches or hear coaches talk about like strength endurance, this, um, sort of how long can you last? Um, sort of, I, I mean, I think of it as like running with like correct posture and form. It's like, there's only so, you know, so long you can run with like that really great solid posture and strength. And this kind of training, I helps me last longer. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You, you fatigue less late, late in the runs because yes. because of this training that you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like we were talking about before, sort of the two basic types of supplemental training. So this is, this is for your strength endurance. And then, um, you know, the cardio work will just like help, help your overall, um, your cardio endurance. Um, that's right. It's yeah. It's not really intended to, you know, be sort of like speed workouts. Although you can, you can do speed workouts that are, that are cross training, um, workouts, but that's more, I think people do that more when, when they are actually injured, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you can't do the running speed work at all, um, or they'll exacerbate their injury or just, you know, delay their recovery from injury. Uh, right. So that like, you, you mean like, uh, like aqua jogging, sprinting, right? Is exactly. That, okay. Yeah. Yep. That or, right. you know, I don't know, you know, rowing or anything like that, you know, sure. but, uh, inserting, you know, all these like crazy sprints in that. Yes. Uh, I know people do that, but yeah, for me personally, I, I do that only when I'm injured. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Um, right. Cause you need, you often need other equipment for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that, um, I think that's a great breakdown that you provided. And, and I, for me, the purpose is pretty clear for me, which is I'm not doing it for the cardio. So I'm not looking to do as many squats as I can. Um, you know, 
as many. I, I and sometimes it is body weight. We do we do body weight squats and things like that. Yes, mm-hmm. always with good form. Mm-hmm. But um, but my priorities are sort of actually more along the lines of like adding weight. Um, and I'm not doing a ton of weight and I'm usually, I'm using kind of weights that I just have at home and, and, and it's, we just don't have very many and it's yeah. very, you know, it's not very heavy. So um, these workouts at home. Yes. The, yep. Your personal trainer on a screen and you know, they're watching you and exactly. Like, yeah. 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 That is so and, great. Yeah, it is. It, 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 and, and then, and it helps to have that like purpose in mind because it's like, I, I, I know I don't need to like do a lot of like jumping jacks and like, you know, you can, you can find all these alternative cardio workouts. Mm-hmm. I more want to see, um, how I can apply, you know, my form, um, let's say for us, for a deadlift, um, maybe a single leg deadlift, which is like something that's very running specific in a way, even though it's strength work, um, because you, if you're doing it properly, properly, you're using similar muscles that you'll use to run um, efficiently and also powerfully. Yeah. So you do so, this, what, once a week, twice a week? Once a week. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And you do it on, uh, and do you run on the day that you do this or you do, this is your activity for the day? Yes. It's usually my activity. Um, I, I rarely run on the same day, but but sometimes if if, if the workout's like, in the morning, I'll sometimes do a, um, like if I have time, depending on what day it is, because mm-hmm. um, we've do mixed up the days. The yeah, I'll do some easy yeah. miles later. Um, but usually not. Um, I would definitely suggest when you're starting out with something um, like, you know, a solid strength session, yeah. 20, 30, 45, or 60 minutes, mm-hmm. um, try mm-hmm. to, you know, especially like over 30 minutes, like, at first treat that as its own workout, its own day. Yeah, no, I really like this, this story. I like the way, you know, you sort of saw a need, you know, it was like, okay, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I need to develop my strength endurance and mm-hmm. just running more miles isn't going to do it. And you had a curiosity, you were sort of intrigued, uh, but you knew that you needed help you know you you didn't want to just kind of wing it on your own you wanted a professional someone who could mm-hmm. you know um, watch your form and also I would think as well provide a little bit of accountability yes um, yep. you know because this is like you said something where you know yes you're very motivated overall as a runner but uh, perhaps not in this realm you know mm-hmm. needed a little bit of accountability and motivation that is awesome coach Josh bravo yeah and yeah, and I, so you feel. Oh, go ahead. Great. You feel great. Have you have yep. you had a chance to like run races and stuff? Have you you know like PR'd since you started doing this, or not not uh, not at the moment, just because of the pandemic and all that? Yeah, not there haven't been too many um, opportunities at a distance where I, f- I think that th- that I'm sort of most. Yeah, I feel like it might help me the most, which is kind of that. Um, 10k and longer there have been a lot of 5ks um and i i I have done some like personal time trials where i've i've hit some um i hit a pr you know those are i um a race is always different and it's and it's not exactly the same thing i think they're like time trial 
virtual racing, but I, but I find it very, it's valuable as a benchmark. Um, so I was really happy with that. I really felt like I was able to keep it together for longer. And I also felt actually, and this is partly like for me, the difference between a race or like a time trial at the end, I felt like I, I was tired, but I felt like I could do more. I could have gone faster. Um, and so, and I think a huge part of that is the, is the training and just or the strength training and yeah. just feeling aware, like while I'm running, there were, there were several moments of like this half marathon time trial where I felt like, Oh, I'm, I'm starting to fatigue. Let me like pull my form together and like gauge so my core and stand taller and run taller. And, yeah. and I was able to do it because I had the, the, I developed the muscles and the posture awareness from training. You're a success story, Coach Josh. <laughs> I, I find that very inspiring, and I, I bet a lot of our runners do as well. That's a good story. And you've stayed injury-free as well. That's that's a big Yes. Good. Well, Absolutely. Golly, look at this. We have come to the 60-minute mark. Amazing. It, just, it went so quickly. So we just want to thank all you guys, all you runners, for joining us today. We're nearing the 60-minute mark. So. And if if you've just finished up at 60 minutes, congrats. I have a feeling you might have some more miles, kilometers, or minutes to run. So good luck with that. You can do it. I'm Coach Josh. And I'm Coach Gordon. And we'll be back next week on New York Roadrunners Coaching Lab Long Run Radio. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.